CFB Paint Podcast back with the preview for the next week. Um, it's been fun. We always kind of keep it rolling and make our estimates and guesses. We'll start tonight off with a look at our wind drafts totals. Brian, you want to give us a synopsis of what the wind draft totals are while I pull them up? Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, there's there's a fourth brother who is occasionally on this podcast. The four of us draft 10 teams uh, across all of the FBS, trying to have the highest win total amongst all of our teams put together for the regular season. So each team plays 12 games. If you had 10 undefeated teams, you'd have 120 wins. The objective is to get as high as possible uh, through that draft. Uh, and it's been decently competitive throughout this season. Uh, I've been honored to be number one, but we'll see. Didn't have my best week uh, on this one. So some ground made up, certainly from Corey. Um, we'll let him pull that up and, and get us in detail there. All right. Yeah, so sorry. Didn't pull up the first time. So thanks for covering for me. Yeah, so I go 9-1 and one this week. Uh, Brian goes 7-3, and three and, and Mark goes 6-4, and four and Steve goes 5-4. and four. Um, I was looking at our scores. My memory was like, oh, I think most of my teams had nine wins last, last year. Um, and I wonder how kind of we did compared to last year. So I pulled up last year's stuff. So, Stephen, you're, so you're at 71, Mark's at 74, I'm at 77, Brian's at 82. We still have two weeks to go. And here's last week's, if it loads. Oh, let's see over there. Let me go there summary. I had 93 wins last year. That's an average of 9 point, or 9.3 wins per win. 9.3 wins. Brian, Steve, you had 75 wins uh, total, and you're at 71 right now. Mark had 75. He's at 74 now. Brian had 81. You're at 82 now. So I'm the one that's really slacking here. But you also had a horrific end of the week or end of the season, Brian. I had to go back and spot check a few of these to make sure this was really a two and eight week for you. <laughs> yeah, I remember being brutal. Really with a couple weeks out, I was like, all I need is like, I need a nine and one week. I need Corey to drop like four games. Then I'll be competitive going into the last week. I didn't quite get that, and then I was like, okay, well, I need a miracle in the last week, and I lost almost everything. <laughs> yeah, um, we did, we're doing substantially better. We didn't leave out, like, a TCU that went to the national championship game this year. Um, I think, what, the best – who's the best team that we probably left out? I don't know that, that off the top of my head. Um, but, I mean, the lowest people have is our four wins going into the season. So, well, let's give us your thoughts real quick. Steve, you want to give thoughts on the week? Yeah. Uh, kind of a week to forget for me. The USC pick, I think, is going to be a real, like, when when we do the postmortem and we're close enough now, like, that one, the FAU pick. TCU, like, I kind of felt like, okay, I, I'm, I'm probably going to get between seven and eight and, and maybe a stretch of nine there. Like, if everything broke correctly for them, they're on their third string QB and... Uh, a lot of the transfers that I had hoped would pan out just haven't. You know, some of them with injury issues. You know, Trey Sanders uh, is, is, has been banged up his entire career. I don't know why I thought that would be different at TCU than Bama. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see that, like, year on year I'm getting better. Um, but I'm still straggling behind everyone else. Penn State, like, I knew they were going to lose that game. I think I said, like, even on our last episode, but certainly when I drafted them, like, looking for 10 wins here, right? Like, yep. I think if you can get 10, that's probably good. I still feel pretty good about them getting to 10 wins. Um, some of these, like, yeah, like Oregon State, like, they, they've got an outside chance to really pull some things. Obviously, they play Oregon, which is another one of my teams later. They play Washington, a chance to steal one from Corey this coming 
week, and they're actually favored in that game right now. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I had some good picks and some really poor ones that are, you know, my first two picks are both seven and three teams. So that's not, that's never good. Don't worry. I had the worst top pick, you know, at Clemson six and four. So, well, yeah. So that was your second round pick. My first, my first round pick was seven and three, and then I picked second. I think I didn't. I draft two in a row. I was the yeah. end of the draft. Yeah. So uh, with picks four and five overall, I chose two seven and three teams so far, uh, both of which may not be done losing. Like, <laughs> I think LSU's done losing, don't you? I don't know that A and M game. Depends on can. Oh gosh, I forgot. I've forgotten the interim coach's name, but. Um, uh, he might be able to uh to rally the troops here. At any rate, yeah, I uh, at any rate, yeah, I just not not a great week for me. Uh, I feel like I learned some lessons from last year, and I've got new lessons to learn this year. All right, Brian, your takeaway. Uh, Western Kentucky has been the anchor for my team, uh, and I didn't think they would be. I thought that was like a decently sure eight-ish wins. Uh, at this point, eight wins is ruled out for, for what they're going to be. Um, Tennessee also in hindsight, like it's not a third round pick, like not, not a bad one to pick at all in the draft. Uh, I think it's still go cause they still are looking likely to win eight. Um, their next game is against Georgia and I don't think that's going to go well. Uh, but against Vanderbilt to close out the season, they should get a win. Um, so, so went a bit high with that one. Um, but overall, like pretty, pretty pleased with, with the James Madison pick in the sixth round. Uh, Oklahoma, I really thought I was on track for 12 wins for them and after the after the Texas game, and that fell off real quick, and, you know, nothing's sure in college football. But, um, yeah, I I said it on, on draft night where I thought I – I was like, I, I think I crushed this. Um, I think I was a little overly confident about some of the teams, but uh, so far it's going pretty well if we can stay on track. I've only got a five-win lead. That's easy to – not easy, but that's surmountable within a couple weeks. Um, hopefully I can hang on to that uh, through the season end. Yeah, I closed on you. I was looking at it. I was six six games behind on you two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and then you put a little bit of distance in that. I pick up two more wins, and now I'm only five. Um, but I don't think I catch you. Um, I'll be honest, I'm surprised by my wins in the back half of the schedule. Boise State pulling off a win. Maryland beating Nebraska 13-10. to uh, UCLA choking against Arizona State. I could have had a great week. Um, but I do have three of the top – or three of the seven undefeated teams left in this – in the sorry, yeah, three of the seven te- undefeated teams left in the, in the in college football. And then Tulane, who only has lost once to, to Ole Miss. And they keep, you know, grinding by by the skin of their teeth. So I'll take the Ws, you know. Um, we only have 20 games left. Steve, you have 19 for some reason. Um, I, but, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Probably, had, but two play. of my teams played uh, played week zero games, so we're still catching up on bye weeks. Yeah. Brian and I have been talking punishments. So, let, oh, let's just let you know there's one coming. All right. You got to agree to it, but we're not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. But we, we had a discussion a little bit today, and we'll continue that discussion. We got Nothing two illegal. Huh? <laughs> Nothing illegal. Nothing that's going to go on my record. Nothing that will go on your record. It, permanent damage are, are not fun pranks. Temporary damage is fun pranks. So that's all <laughs> I have to... <laughs> All right. We'll go on to some other things. Um, let's talk about our week, our straight-up pick Last week, uh, against, against the straight-up, 
I end up being the winner this week at 17 and four, but we have a great week across the boards. Brian and Steve, you both put up 16 and fives. Any thoughts about this? That week? Just a, just a week of favorites taking care of business. I think, you know, when it gets closer and we're more inclined to like go with a little bit of heart and say, yeah, the underdog is going to take this one. I think in this one, we didn't predict as many upsets and there were very few across the board. Um, so I, I think we did well, but I think it's because this week is one of your easier weeks to, to call. Yeah, I think there yeah, were four pick... or five upsets, I think. Um, and we picked one of them, I think. Steve and I did. Go, Steve. Me choosing the West Virginia one looks awful foolish now, so I'm here to eat crow on that. Took a little flack from some of our listeners on that. You're welcome, Funny, Todd. Like, the game started out awesome. Like, <laughs> just like, oh, they drove down and scored immediately, and I was like, sweet. And even then, there was times where it's just like, all right, they, like, they were also one of my like picks against the spread. I was like, okay, they're not going to win, but they can backdoor cover. No. Dylan Gabriel accounts for eight touchdowns in that game. Yikes. Um, yeah. It, it was it was fun fun week. Uh, we we did have you and I called the UFC upset or UCF sorry UFC UCF upset over Oklahoma State, um, but we all. Predicted an upset by BYU, and that was not happening. So maybe a little more reason. Whoa. Um, anyways, should we go into picks this week then? Let's do it. All right. Michigan rolls in to Maryland and leaves Harbaugh behind. Brian, who do you got? You know, it's going to be super hard without the head coach, but I, I think it's still going to be Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Michigan rolls. <laughs> Is, is he not allowed to travel, or is he is he just going to be like, look, I'm going to go and fill up on like crab cakes while you guys play a football game? Probably. I think he should that's join fans. That just that's what go I to a Buffalo do. Wild Wings, enjoy it with some fans, <laughs> and then meet yeah, up with the team fun. after the game. That would be, be an epic tweet from Michigan. You post Harbaugh at at a Buffalo Wild Wings with UM fans. It's like, hey, it's a meet and greet with the coach. We're going to watch the game together. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, you can get uh, a brand yeah. deal right now. Give me the Wolverines as well. A team I'm, on a mission. Yeah, they are a team on a mission. I am very surprised that the line is 17. He doesn't. That seems a little low for me, but uh, I'm definitely going to Michigan on this one. Although if Maryland made it close, they made it close with, with Ohio State last year, I wouldn't be surprised, but you never know. Um, the Fighting Chattanoogs go into Bama and, and face the Bama. Box. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, who do you got? Uh, Bama. Bama? I, why Bama? Go, Brian. Bama. Okay. Yep, we're all – they're not going <laughs> to – even if they overlook Bama or overlook Chattanooga, they still win this game. So, um, It's the SEC Cupcake Week, so it's kind of like a little hard to, to deal with. UL Monroe goes into Ole Miss. Are we all Ole Miss? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got a yes for you. Okay. We're all on this. Thank you. I'll let you guys fill that in. Um, Rutgers goes to Penn State. Rutgers, who put up a grand total of, what was it, zero points against Iowa last week? Um, That's correct. How did that game play out? Steve? Um, I give, give me the Nittany, Nittany Lions. Yikes. It'll probably be low scoring. I don't know what the total is on that one. It's one that I might – Look at the under and consider it potentially depending on the, what the what the total is. 
I'm looking for I can't that one real quick. It. Did they pull it from DraftKings? I've got DraftKings. It does look like they have pulled it from DraftKings. Okay. All right. Well, um, anyway, I just expected a low-scoring sc- low game, uh, but Penn State to win. I wonder why they pulled it. That's interesting. Anyways, moving back to where we were, um, Brian, you picked Penn State as well? Yeah. Uh, I, Rutgers isn't named Michigan or Ohio State, and they're in the Big Ten, so Penn State will win. Yeah, agreed. A much more even contest expected from this Louisville-Miami game. I think the spread is one, um, according to Direct Games. Louisville goes into Miami. Brian, who do you got? I'm going with Louisville. Uh, I just think Jeff Brom's a really good coach. I think Mario Cristobal's not that good of a coach. Um, and when the talent is anywhere close to equal, that's where I tend to lean. So uh, if there's a, a big gap that I can see, which I think this is a big gap, uh, that that's going to dictate where I had Louisville's got to win. Okay. Steve? Yeah. Um, this one's interesting to me just because, like, yeah, that, that line says – Miami, I, I don't know, that, I, that Vegas views Miami as a better team than I do, which I, I think part of it is, like, they've got really talented players, but they don't necessarily play great as a team. Uh, and and I'm, I'm a little surprised at it, given that you know that Tyler Van Dyke is the starter again. That's the part that's most surprising. Like, how does he bounce back after he was knowingly benched went into the game for one series and threw the kind of the, the game ceiling interception, which is kind of just par for the course for him for the last four or five weeks. Like, I don't like this one is one where it's like, okay, I guess maybe Miami bounces back. The other thing that to consider here is that Louisville played on Thursday. They're on extended rest. That's a, more time for, Jeff Braun to kind of get, get the offensive game plan together to make sure that they're all ready to roll. And I think that you've got some tape on some of the, you know, Miami secondary that's being forced to play because some of their starters are out. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm picking Louisville, but that, that line is like, it, it, it's so like close that it's like, okay, this, this feels kind of like a sucker's bet. Like, like Vegas is dangling that out thinking I'll take Louisville and then Miami is going to win the game outright. So I'm choosing Louisville. I don't know why that one makes me so wary though. It's just to me, like all the soft factors point Louisville. Right. And, and, and I just think that they, like you said, like they have a better coach. They're on multiple days, you know, a couple extra days rest. They're not coming off of a crushing defeat in a rivalry game where, you know, you lose the quarterback that, you know, again, wasn't playing stellar by any stretch, but, he was, you know, playing like more within the offense, and now you have to go back to the the one that's thrown multiple interceptions in his last three or four starts, something like that. Like, I don't know why that spread is so so like that. That's one that jumps out at me. Is like, oh, I sh-, like I my brain says Louisville should win that by more than one point on the road, but Vegas is you know they they don't they don't. You know, they haven't built the, the, the empires that they have by, by making bad lines. So that makes me worry. Still give me the cards. Yeah, I think the great equalizer here is Miami's defensive line. I think they, they True. apply a ton of pressure um, to Louisville. That being said, I think that Louisville is able to scheme around this. And I think the other thing is is Tyler Van Dyke's the other issue. Like, if you had pre- or early season Van Dyke, great. 
they, they, Miami wins this game. But if you, you have current mental in, in a mental state that is, is ridiculous. Um, I, I'm picking, I pick Louisville. I think in the one series that he played against four State, actually, so I had it, I had a uh, thought about halfway through the game. I go, Oh, I would think I, or it was, it was during the Miami Florida state game about mid third quarter when Miami kind of revealed like, hey, we're not really going to try and win this game with Emory. We're going to try and like keep it kind of close, but not go out and win it and hope that we can pull it, you know, a turnover and get, get a short field and win the game. Um, I was like, what if they, he gets hurt and Tyler Van Dyke comes in and then Tyler Van Dyke came in and I'm like, I'm terrified of this because if he, if he at all is like his old, old self and his capable, capable self, he will be phenomenal. But what he did is he saw ghosts again. There, there's a play on that fourth and one where he has a wide receiver wide open or a fourth. It was a fourth and three. I don't know. He has a wide fourth receiver. Fourth and 10, I thought. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a fourth and long Whatever. to be fair, but it, it, he has a wide receiver wide open for the first or for the first down. Like it's not like wide, wide open, but he hesitates to throw the ball, doesn't throw a ball, and then decides to throw it across his body instead. And if it's right there on the sideline. It would have been a first down, but he throws it out hesitates. That's what he's done. That's what the problems he's been having is he makes bad decisions lately, and he throws interceptions, and he showed why he's been benched. Um, so I have Louisville winning this game. Um, OU goes to – comes here to Provo and plays BYU. Um, and you guys going to the game? It's a 10 a.m. game. I don't know if there's ever been a game that early in Provo. <laughs> but – Finally, the cougar tails make sense. It's a donut. It should be served during the morning. Nah, dude, I'll eat it all day. Brian, who you got? Uh, give me the Sooners by a, a ton. I, I just don't think a swing will be close. I think BYU's hanging on until next season. They've got to figure something out because they are not competitive in this league right now. Yeah. So. Steve? Yeah, boomer. Boomer big. Uh, agreed with you guys. Um yeah, BYU's not even hanging on to next year, to this year. They're just waiting for next year because they're not going to be good enough to get a bowl game. So, all right, Tulane at FAU. Tulane has held the games a lot of clo- really close lately. FAU has struggled as of late. Steve, they're on your wins total team. <laughs> Who you got? I have Tulane. <laughs> yeah, uh, no faith in uh, Florida Atlantic to to pull it off. I know that. Tulane is flirted with disaster. I would love for it to be this week that it strikes. Uh, it's not going to happen as much as I wish it would. Yeah, I'm, I'm along the same wavelength. I, I would love you to take a win away from Corey in the win totals draft to give me a little bit of distance there. I don't think you're going to be able to. So uh, <laughs> no. I, I'm rocking with the green wave as well. Bring me the W with Tulane. All right. The Minutemen go to Liberty. Liberty's undefeated this year. The Minutemen have done much better than they have in the past, but still aren't quite as well as they should be. Brian, who you got? Uh, I'm sticking with Liberty. I, I don't think this is where the train stops rolling for them. I think they, they keep it headed uh, into the final week of the season. With Liberty. Okay. Steve? Yeah, Liberty's going to win this game. Uh, yeah, they're going to take care of business. James Chadwell is going to Maybe get another job. Who knows? <clears throat> yeah, that'd be interesting. Oh, I, I too am going Liberty. All right, Utah, Arizona. Um, I'm gonna give you guys. I'll, I'll I haven't put myself to go first, so I'll, I'll make myself go in this one. Um, in every single home game, Noah Fafita has thrown for three touchdowns and one interception since he's been the starter. 
Utah has not let a quarterback throw for more than two touchdowns in any game this year. Utah is also averaging 31 points per game over the last five games. I'm picking Utah to win this down in Arizona. Brian, who do you have? I'm going with Arizona. Um, I think location matters big on this one. We've talked a lot about the desert. We've talked a lot about Rice-Eccles. This one's in the desert. I, I think you do get the throwing touchdowns you need. That offense just looks really, really good. Um, and, yeah, uh, give me give me the Wildcats. Gosh, I, I wonder, if you watch this game played 10 times, like you could get such a vast array of scores uh, and, and wins for oh, yeah. like, one, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm taking Arizona. Okay, Steve, I've gone back and forth on this one a lot. I am really not sure exactly what to think about it because there's a couple of things that, to me, kind of, uh, you know, you saw Bryson Barnes play pretty well on the road last week, at mm-hmm. least in, in in stretches, right? Back-to-back road games, that's exhausting on a team. We talked about, yeah, going down to the desert, whatever it is about that. No one likes traveling to Tempe. No one likes traveling to Tucson. Those teams are dangerous at home. Uh, Arizona had a dogfight with Colorado and pulled it out at the end. Like, man, this is a really tough one. I'm going to go with the Wildcats at home. They're at home. They play enough defense, um, and, and they can run the football enough. I, I know that that's always challenging against uh, a Utah team that's physical up front, but I think there's enough there to slow down the pass rush and then let your receivers on the outside take over the game. By take over, I mean like just make enough plays to win. Like, I don't think they're going to dominate. I think Arizona edges it out. Um the one concern that I have is that Kyle Whittingham is learning to be more aggressive. Jed Fish is not. For all the things that Jed Fish does well, he does not make good in-game decisions when it comes to being aggressive versus conservative. So in a close game, that may come back to bite them. I just think they have too many playmakers that that I think Utah is actually going to struggle to cover them, which, again, Utah usually has a, has a great secondary. It's maybe not quite, excuse me, not quite what it has been this year than what it has been in years past. And this is a really formidable passing offense that they're going against. So um, you better hope the pass rush shows up because otherwise it could be a long day. All right. I like it. When we have different opinions, it makes it more fun that way. All right. UJ goes to Tennessee, Knoxville, and plays under the Neyland Lights. I don't even know if it's the Neyland Lights because it's probably the middle of the day. Um, I haven't looked at what the night game is. Anyways. Uh, Ryan, who you got? Uh, give me the vault. I'm just kidding. Give me the Bulldogs. Um, I think they win, and it, they win big. Um, easy one. They keep it rolling to their final game against Georgia Tech, and remain as the top team in the country. All right, Steve. Yeah, I, I think instead of checkering Nealon, they might just empty Nealon. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, give me the Bulldogs. Ten and a half seems like a really low number, too. It does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see on that, but uh, but uh, give give me the Bulldogs to win. Missouri kept it close with with Georgia and smoked Tennessee. Therefore, by the transitive property, Tennessee sucks <laughs> compared to Georgia. Give me UGA. 
Um, I learned one thing in whatever grade that was and stuck. Wake Forest at Notre Dame. We get to see a uh, quarterback play back his former favorite former team. Steve, who you got? I really wish Wake Forest didn't suck because um, that would make this game way more interesting. No, Notre Dame's winning this game. I'm going to agree with yeah. Steve. Notre Dame's winning the game. Brian, what do you thought? Yes, it's the same thing. I, it's not how I feel about Notre Dame that says they're winning. It's how I feel about Wake Forest and what they've shown me that I know Notre Dame's winning. All right. Illinois goes to Iowa. Whose turn is it? It's probably my turn to start. This game intrigues me quite a bit because Illinois does have the firepower to score, but can they do it against Iowa's offense or defense? Sorry, um, the line is only three and a half, which means on a neutral field, this is a basically a pick'em. That surprises me a little bit, and the over/under is only thirty. Um, I'm tempted to go Illinois, but until Iowa loses again, give me Iowa. Steve? Yeah. I, it's hard to sort out what of John Paddock's performance last weekend was bad defense versus exactly. just a, a guy that can sling it. Um, it certainly introduces a different element that I don't think Iowa's really had to deal with with much of their schedule so far. I'm going to say that Illinois gets it done. And we're like going to get a little bit more parity. Uh, again, Iowa still has to lose another game in order for the Big West to really be thrown into chaos. But um, give me the Illini to get it done on the road. Love the bravery. Steve or Brian? I would love for Illinois to win this game. I just I can't see it happening. I think Iowa continues to do what they do. They smother the team. They get their you know, high teens maybe. Uh and get their win and get out. Um, I'm going with with the Hawkeyes. All right, UNC rolls into Death Valley with Clemson. Who are we starting with this? Brian, you want to start us? I'm going with Clemson. Um, I I think they're just playing the right ball at the right time of the year. Um, you're coming off an exhausting rivalry game on the UNC side of things. Now you've got to keep that same level uh, when playing against a team that just blew out Georgia Tech. Um, Clemson has found themselves more and more. They've stopped fumbling quite as much as they have been as of recent. Um, I just, uh, I think it's coming together at the right time for them. And location, location, location. I think Dabo's going to spout out some more stuff in a post-game win. Uh, I'm going to go with Clemson getting it done in Death Valley. I think this is a fun dynamic to watch uh, Drake May kind of test Clemson's defensive backs, because I feel like that's probably where their defense is the weakest. Um, But I, too, have Clemson winning this game. If they can control the ball and control the the early scoring, I think they got a good chance to win it. Steve? Yeah. This is a victory for Clemson, but I also submit to you that it is a Pyrrhic victory for them as a program. A what victory? A Pyrrhic victory. Are you familiar with that phrase? I clue. Okay. Um, all right, I pulled up just to understand the kind of the, the etymology. It's named after King Pyrrhus of Epirus, or Epirus, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not a historian, uh, whose army suffered irreplaceable casualties in defeating the Romans at the Battle of Heraclea in 280 BC, and they later lose the war. What I mean by this is that Clemson's going to win this game. Dabo's going to think, hey, everything's fixed. 
the losses were an aberration. I don't need to change my methodology. I don't need to change anything. Digs his heels in. And ultimately, they continue to suffer from a lack of investing in the areas that uh, modern college football offers to teams to change the, you know, the transfer portal, maybe more aggressive NIL. I know that they've got an NIL program, but I mean, they're not really using it to, to really attract. I mean, I guess it's mostly transfers that, that we're talking about here. They're recruiting fine. I don't know. I just, I think, and you know, medical disqualification, yeah, all the things that big time programs do that he doesn't do. Um, I think if he's able to go eight and four, which looks more and more likely by the minute, um, they go eight and four, they win their program nine and four. He's like, Hey, we were one game off of 10 wins again this year. Right. Um, he'll be able to explain away all the poor performances because they, you know, they never got blown out. They lost in overtime to Florida state, lost in overtime to Miami. Uh, I guess they got, you know, Duke the, is the worst the loss of the season. But yeah. Yeah. Even then they, they like outgamed Duke two to one or three to one, something like that. And they just had mm-hmm. to fumble on the goal line a few times. So like you, you can explain away all of those things. And, and I think it, the, the program still suffers because they're going to have some success that isn't going to lead to fundamental changes in the way that that program's run. All right. Next on the history channel is Minnesota versus Ohio state. <laughs> and good one. I'm going to pick Ohio state to win this game. I don't think it's close. I think this Minnesota team is not that good. Uh, Steve. Yeah. Uh, Buckeyes roll into the big house in week 13 undefeated with a showdown for Michigan. They're taking care of business against Minnesota. All right. Yep. Oregon Buckeyes goes the way around. Oh, Sorry, sorry, Brian. Thank you. You're good. That's all I had to say. You can move on. I just assumed Oregon goes to Arizona State. Do they stumble and trip in the desert, Brian? Gosh, it'd be a heck of a thing if they did. Kenny Dillingham, having been at Oregon the year before, uh, now now a head coach at <laughs> I ASU. I didn't think about that. So so some things to to look at, but no, I Oregon wins and and they win in style. Yeah, I I I, I agree with you, Steve. History would say that Oregon does struggle when they go down there. Um, that that is true. I, now I need to look up some of the history, but I, I remember what in 2018 or so they were like the number four team and played Arizona State and lost in just stunning fashion. Oh, it must have been 2019 because it was a true freshman Jaden Daniels that uh, that beats them. So um, yeah, I no give me the Ducks, but but. Um, that was what just keep an eye on it just just see if they if they mess around in the beginning it 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 might be one to just tune into i know as soon as i tune into it if it's like a close game like it's like within like seven points halfway through the second quarter i'll flip to it and oregon will score about 21 straight all right oh oklahoma state goes to houston um i'll pick this one oklahoma state has a bounce back game they put Houston in their place, and they win, um, securing their bid in the Big 12. Steve, you want to go next? There's a, a, a win there locks it up for them? It, yeah, they're, it, it all essentially locks it up for them. It, the only person that it would allow in was, would be Iowa State. Okay. I think um, Iowa State, if they were to win out and Oklahoma, 
Oklahoma State might lose at that last game, there's a chance that Iowa State could get it. I don't know. Well, I, I, my point is that Oklahoma State's got a much easier way to win it and eliminate most of them. That's against BYU in the week following. But, um, yeah, I can't imagine they have two straight road clunkers. I, I think Oklahoma State gets right. I, I don't think it's a super, you know, I don't think it's a blowout, but I do think they win. Um, they do what they got to do to win in Houston. Right. Yeah, I'm honestly like I'm pretty torn on this one. Um, I you have been rocking with Oklahoma State the whole time, and wonder how much their confidence has gotten rocked by like, again, you didn't lose by three touchdowns, you lost by six touchdowns. Like, that's brutal. Like that is so embarrassing. Um, that you should be able to roll out against just about any team in the country and not lose by six touchdowns. Um. I'm still going to go with them on this one. I think it is a bounce back, but I don't think it's a bounce back blowout game. I think it's a bounce back hang on sort of game. Okay. North Alabama goes to Florida State. Steve. Florida State. Brian. Florida State, yep. Um, Florida State stumbles for the second time against an FCS opponent and ruins it. No, I'm kidding. Alabama. Or Florida State. wins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got a rivalry game, K-State. Oh, Kansas. yeah. Um, I'll be the first to pick this. I think this is a good game, but I think K-State wins this one. Um, I think they just have more firepower, and I've really liked how they're formed lately. Steve? Wildcats. Same same reasons. I don't know if we even get the backup QB to play for Kansas. He left the game last week. Um, I can't even remember the, the, the third stringer's name now. Um, but, yeah, Kansas State's going to win this game. Yep, Kansas State sweep. Um, it's uh, one of the best games of the week, uh, especially – it's probably the best game of the week outside of the Pac-12. Um, so thank goodness for the Big, Big 12 this week. But uh, Kansas State stays close up there waiting for a, a multitude of things to happen to cause them to have an opportunity to go to the Big 12 title game. So they'll, they'll need a lot of luck, but they'll stay, stay in their position with this one. All right. Washington goes on the road – and takes on the Beavers, Oregon State. Brian, who you got? I've got Washington. Um, this is a super tough one. Uh, I think Oregon's favored in the game. Oregon State, rather. Um, yeah. Very physical team on both sides of the ball. I just think Washington, the, the way I see this playing out in my mind is they, they jump out to a lead, and Oregon State has to chase, and that's not really where they want to be. Um, given the way that they run their offense, uh, very run-based. Yes, they can throw, but um, they establish a run heavy, and that doesn't make for quick drives all the time. Washington has enough defense to, to make those drives a little bit slower. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Huskies to stay undefeated. And if you're track. Oregon State, do you, like, and you win the coin toss, do you want the ball first in this game? It's an interesting thought process. Just kind of muck it up a little bit right from the get-go. Yeah, I'm I, I can't State. imagine... Okay. I, I think they do muck it up. But, yeah. What were you going to say, Brian? Sorry, I don't hear you. Yeah, it's, it's one of those situations where it's like I I wouldn't imagine still that you'd want it the ball first. But if you happen to – you know, Washington happens to get the ball first and they happen to score and you don't get any points from the first possession and then you go down 14-0, like that's kind of exactly where you would not want to be. Um. I still think you take the second half and just say, hey, we're, we're a physical grindum team. We can grind you down in the second half as well as we can in the first and hope that you're not, you know, way, like, you know, more than two scores back. Um, 
in a night game. Whoa, hold on, Steve. Oh. I gotta, I gotta pick we it. Don't, we don't want Steve's thoughts. Yeah, you, know, you don't because like we're going to number three today. Go on, Steve. This this one is like I'm torn between like head, heart. Like, I, first of all, I like both of these teams, right? Like, if you were to tell me like. Hey, who are some teams that you like on the West Coast? These are probably the first two out of my mouth, I think. Um, I appreciate the Arizona schools too for kind of for what they're doing, but it's just like as a general blanket statement, like Oregon State's always a plucky underdog that I've kind of rooted for. Washington, again, spent a lot of time, you know, a lot of time, but some time in that area with lots of friends that are alumni. Um, so and then also Oregon State is on my team, so like I'm gonna hedge and say Washington wins here. <laughs> and, and yeah, this is one, Brian. I, I think you're absolutely right. Like how the game plays out in the first ten minutes, I think will tell us kind of what to expect the rest of the way, right? Like if Washington gets out to a lead, I think I think it's lights out for Oregon State. I don't think they are equipped to come back against a team that that has that kind of offensive firepower. But if they're able to stay on the field and start to wear down that Washington defense, look out. Because you know, Utah found out exactly what, what can happen when you can't stay on the field offensively and that crowd starts to work against you and they're able to just lean on you. And that offensive line for Oregon State does not get the credit that it deserves. They're really good. Um, yeah, I got probably three guys that I think will have NFL careers. Uh, and you know this is an opportunity for them to prove it. I just think Washington's got the firepower to, to start quick, uh, take the crowd out of the game, and then, uh, yeah, just, just play, not keep away, but just play a game of keep up on the scoreboard, which I don't know if Oregon State, Oregon State can do that. Steve and I both hedging our bets on this one so that we have some happiness. Yeah. Hey, bingo. <laughs> um, night game, UF goes to Missouri. Steven already quoted the line, I think, earlier at being 11. Right now I see on draft. Well. The twelve, yeah, yeah. Um, who are we up? Whose turn is it to pick? I'll, I'll go. go back. Yeah, we oh, all want to. <laughs> okay, one, two, three, Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and we know who the slow one in the family is. Anyways, yeah. well, sorry, That's real on. quick on this one. Yeah, I think Mizzou smells blood in the water. I I don't think they like Florida for a couple of reasons. Drinkwitz certainly doesn't like Florida. He he got a big kick out of basically firing Dan Mullen because they won. Uh, I I think that that's just kind of bled over into this this next regime, uh, and I think that Mizzou fans are are greased up to see them. They I think they want to see. They don't want to just see a win. They want to see him kick UF's, UF's ass. Like, and I, it's it's hard to see where the mental state of the UF team is. My, kind of a demoralizing loss last week. You're facing another high-powered offense who I, I think is really finding themselves both. Like, throwing the football has always been there, but I think they're figuring out the ground game at Mizzou, too. And so it's just a dangerous place. I'm a little surprised that line is what it is, but... I just do you trust Florida on the road right now? I don't. They're seventeen and three, or they're sorry, they're three and seventeen in their last twenty games away from home. Bingo. Any other thought processes that you want to say? All right, Texas at Iowa State. Brian, no, I've, you've got all the hard games first. Steve, who you got? Yeah, uh, Iowa State's got some athletes to make this thing interesting. Um, 
the loss of Jonathan Brooks, I think, looms large in a game where it's on the road and you may have to try and, you know, you know, settle down. If, if things aren't going well, you know, throwing the football, um, you know, like, I think we've seen this with lots of them. And particularly Quinn yours is, is just a couple of games. You know, this is be this will be his second game back. I don't think he played stellar against TCU either. Like, I mean, he made some throws, but I don't think he was, you know, a, a game breaker by any stretch. And oftentimes when you have a quarterback that, you know, in a road environment, if they struggle early, what do you go? Okay, we're going to just, we're going to establish the line of scrimmage. We're going to start running the pound on the rock. And you don't have that, that bell cow that they've had the last little bit to really, uh, really do that. Like I, I can see a path where Iowa state makes this thing pretty interesting. And, and, and there's, there's, you know, a, a turnover or, or a bounce of the ball that maybe, maybe decides the game one way or the other. I'm riding with Texas here. I don't feel super great about it. Like this one feels like the last real test for Texas. Um, and they, they've kind of been flirting with disaster the last couple of weeks and it would just be so Texas for them to drop this game, but um, I'm going to choose them. I'm going to pick them to, to win it to, to my detriment, but. Yeah, no, I think Quinn Ewers plays really, really well in this game and carries them to victory. So I'm picking Texas. Right. Uh, there's been a number of times this season where I've started to pick things just so that Texas and Oklahoma wouldn't end up in the title game. Uh, I'm going with Iowa State here. Um, I, I think Texas had a you know a handful of tough games in a row. Again, yours second game back. Uh, it's in Ames. I, I just think the window's open there, and Texas needs to, when they get a lead, act like, like they know how to shut off a game, you know, like they they haven't seemed to have done that. And I, I don't, I, I think again with the TCU game, like I'm have voiced and mostly echoed what Corey says about Sark. I don't think it's Sark. I think these players are still not learning how to close out games and how to, how to finish. Um, yeah. Give me Iowa state. They get the upset and, and, and the playoff hopes that Texas have for, has for this season. Yeah, being good is a new thing for Texas these Texas players, so it's something that they have to kind of figure out how to handle. Um, Georgia State goes into LSU, Death Valley, and takes them on in a late-night game. I think it's, what, 6 o'clock at that time, their time, our time, 8 o'clock their time? That's going to be a real, real late game. Um, Steve, who you got? Yeah, the Tigers. I think this is where they try and really put uh, as much – stats on the board for Jaden Daniels. I, I think I haven't seen the biggest lobbying campaign to like get some on the Heisman for a team that's kind of fell short of expectations. That part's to me the surprising thing that he's not being punished for like, I mean, he played great in the Alabama game. I guess he played fine against Ole Miss. Although, he, I mean, didn't he have some turnovers that cost them that game? Um, and then I, I really wish that people would go back and be like, wow, Florida state, really held him in check like and and give us our props for that because no one's talking about that he did not play well against this particularly in that second half he didn't play well against this and i I feel like we're not getting credit for that and as an fsu fan i want it um but they are going to win this game and he's going to pump up his stats yeah the biggest transformation for him is the fact that he's he's not hesitating to throw it deep like he used to last year and that has opened up his entire game, allowing him to throw. But also then it means the linebackers have to drop in and coverage. And so then he's able to run. Um, yeah, give me LSU to put up big stats on this one. 
All right, that wraps us up for our picks, I believe, for the week, unless there's any other games that you guys th- saw that you wanted to call out. I mean, you have Kentucky and South Carolina. That might be an interesting game. I don't know. What are you guys thinking? Any other games you want to What's the line on that one? Now I'm curious. Um, That's probably not that close, to be honest. I was just throwing it. Oh, it's only two. Kentucky's favored, right? Kentucky's favored. Yeah, okay. Um, They're on the road? It is on the road to South Carolina. Okay, yeah, just curious. And then Air Force UNLV is a, a, a three-point That game. will be a fun one, I think. I think that'll be a fun one. Uh, I, I've got the Rebs in that one. I feel like... Yeah. Uh, for for the how's this for puns? The Air Force Falcons cannot get out of the tailspin that they're currently in. Oh, Rebs take care of business. I like that, Taylor Steve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving right, up, and let's move on to our um our picks from last week. Who thinks they did the best? We kind of talked about this briefly. I know I went four and two. Steve, you went four and two. Four and two. Yeah. All right. What'd you do? Also four and two. Oh, hey, look at us. We're making money this week. All right. <laughs> Ryan, why don't you start us off and go through your picks from last week and give us your picks this week? Yeah, so last week I took uh, Alabama minus 10.5, which was a hit for me against Kentucky. Uh, Michigan minus 4.5, which they covered uh, against Penn State. Uh, Oregon minus 14.5, which they should have done against USC, but they let USC creep in and backdoor cover. It's fine. Um, so that's a loss for me. Arizona, Colorado, over 55. I uh, got that one. Uh, Oklahoma State, minus two and a half. That was, uh, I was only off by oof, 45 points. 44. Um, something like that, 44 <laughs> maybe. Uh, and then Rutgers, Iowa, under 29. Nailed that one. Uh, 22 points in that one total. Uh, this week, uh, I've got... Colorado at plus four and a half against Washington State. I think they cover that. Um, I think they actually get the win here. Washington State has dropped six straight games after looking really good at 4-0 to start the season. Um, it's kind of gone in the wrong direction for them. Uh, Michigan and Maryland, I'm taking the over at 50 and a half. Um, I think uh, they'll, they'll run it up a bit, and also there'll be some uh, some scores late from Maryland to get that up a little bit higher. Uh, Michigan will be ready to rest players for Ohio State by the end of the game. Uh, so I think that that allows the offense for Maryland to get a little bit uh, more points on the board. Uh, I'm taking Louisville minus one and a half over Miami. Um, Steven mentioned how Vegas sees Miami differently than he does. Um, I also see them very differently. Did you, I guess, Steve, did you say there was a minus one on that one in uh, draft yeah, Kings. I think DraftKings King, draft is minus one right now. I'll take so that. It's basically a pick-up. <laughs> yeah, I'll take minus one. That makes it... I guess that doesn't make any uh, slight difference. Um, UCLA, U- USC, I'm taking the under... Let me see if this is right. I wrote down a number here, but I'm doubting what I wrote down for that point total, because that seems insane. You want me to give you a number? Five? Oh, it's six, it is 65 and a half. Oh, yeah, I'm taking the under 65 and a half. I just cannot fathom that this UCLA team. Like, I get that USC's defense is bad and U, USC's offense is good. So there's a chance that they give up points to anyone. There's a chance that they can score on anyone. I just don't think both will happen. I think if one of the two happens, you don't reach that total. And I, 
I think there's a good chance that it's a lot lower. UCLA's defense is very good. Um, and I think that will also limit USC's offense to some degree. Um, Georgia, Tennessee, I'm taking the over 59. Um, Georgia's putting up points like crazy. If US, uh, Tennessee can contribute anything as well, that'd be great. That would help. But I think regardless, we're going to get a really high scoring game on one side in that game. <laughs> and then Missouri, uh, what did we say the line was now? I, I, it was minus 11 when I was looking earlier today on sports line. Minus 12 now. Minus 12? Let me double check sports line real quick. I'm getting a minus 11 and a half. I'm taking that one. <laughs> uh, but I've got Missouri covering. I, I think I think Missouri is really, really good. Um, and Florida's in a tough spot right now. I, I don't think they're terrible. You know, they put up some decent points against LSU. Most people have. Um, but I think they're going to have very similar troubles in stopping uh, anything that that Missouri establishes offensively. So um, I'm taking Missouri for my sixth and final pick of this week. Awesome. Steve, you want to go next? Sure. Um, let's see. All right. For my accountability this last week, a UCLA minus 16 versus Arizona State. No, Arizona State won by 10. So off by you may have been off by 40. I was off by 26, Brian, on that point spread. Uh, Auburn plus three versus Arkansas on the road at Arkansas. Uh, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like I talk myself into like I I know this I could because that was when I was like man if I was a single guy I might bet like fifty thousand dollars on that one um, and just and just clean clean up just make a bunch of money because that yeah Auburn's better than Arkansas. Um, West Virginia plus 12 at Oklahoma. Nope. Uh, I thought there were ways that that could work out. It did not. Uh, Michigan minus four and a half at Penn State. Easy money. Uh, Colorado plus 10 and a half versus Arizona. Yeah, easy money. And then Miami plus 14 and a half versus FSU. Knew they'd play that game close, um, both in terms of Miami giving maximum effort. I thought you saw some tightness from Florida State, you know, just just some some nerves where you had some execution errors that were kind of critical and some that didn't come back to bite you a, a few did but like again a missed safety call i think that probably was a safety again a muff need punt to read that the you're rule. very fortunate to recover the muff punt that you fall on yeah that was the next one i was going to bring up there's there's just a few things i was just like this game is always going to be close especially when one ha- one team has nothing to lose and the other has everything to lose um so yeah, four and two. Uh, I did call out a seventh one that I was kind of had my eye on: Colorado State minus four and a half for San Diego State. Uh, the backdoor cover was brutal there. Um, I don't have that right in front of me, but it's pretty gnarly. Let me see if I can find it real fast um, because that one was a, a tough pill to swallow for uh, for me. Granted, it wasn't one of my uh, your actual picks. One of my actual picks, but I just kind of... I like how Steven sneaks in his own extra picks every week, even though we've said day six. Well, I mean, I just like... I'm just giving you a hard time. I just kind of like that, you know, there's other ones that it's like, oh, I'd consider this, you know. Um, So, Sandy, yeah, San Diego State is trailing. Let me look at the game cast real quick. They end up losing by three, but they are trailing 22 to six. They're down 15 at the end of the fourth quarter. And they were down 19 in the fourth quarter. Like, and they come back 
two touchdowns, including one touchdown with two minutes left to bring it within a three-point game. Oof. Brutal. Um, anyway, so for my picks this week, Bri, you and I are kind of great minds think alike. Colorado plus four and a half at Wazoo. Yeah. Uh, this is one that uh, I think Dion needs to have. Um, and it's really their their last chance to get a, in the win column. I don't expect them to. On the they're 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 on the road at Utah to close the season, right? It's in Rice Eccles. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay, man, that that would be a fun one to attend. I, I guess I'll I'll be out of town for it, but uh, we'll go for you. That'd be cool. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, last chance for them to get a win. I think that they 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 cover that, and I do think they get the win outright. Um, Georgia minus ten and a half at Tennessee. Did you say that one as as well, Brian? Uh, no. No, I'll okay. stick the well, over on it. I've got that one. I feel like they're, they're. Oh, that's right. Okay, I will take that one as well. Um, I am gonna kind of make an in-game adjustment here um, and scrap that next one. I like Liberty minus twenty-seven and a half versus UMass. Um, it's a big number, but I, again, I think Chad will is. He might be coaching for another job right here. So uh, if you can stomp someone, I think he will. Michigan minus 19 at Maryland. Don't think that matters. Uh, a little surprised that, that that line is that low. Uh, even if they they give Michigan like a game through halftime, I think Michigan's able to, to kind of grind them into a powder by the end of the day, just, just with that physical front. So I'm taking Michigan. It's a big number to cover, but I think they do it. And I'm taking LSU minus 31 at Georgia State. That line was 17, by the way. Today. Oh, it's, it's moved down? Oh, it's, yeah. It moved to 19. Oh, it's moved to 19. Okay, yeah. I'm fine cool. with that. Like, What were your last picks? Sorry, I talked over you. Sorry. Uh, LSU minus 31 facing Georgia State. Like I said, I think that they are going to pump up the stats. And, uh, you know, LSU doesn't have a killer defense, but, I mean, they, they shut out Army. Georgia State has fallen off a map or fallen off the face of the map. Uh, it's a big number, but I expect this to be, uh, yeah, LSU is going to cover it, I think. Well, so those are my picks. Did, like, I, oh, did I get them all? Sorry, I may have missed one. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, I, okay. I read them all. Oh, yeah. Oh, did, did I not it, say? It was your extra one, Steve. The one no, that... no, no. Wait, did I say Oklahoma is covering at BYU? No. I think I skipped that one. Sorry. So, yeah. Um, minus 24 and a half. Um, you gave up a lot more points to Iowa State than I expected. Oklahoma's a better offense. They're a better defense. That game's going to get really ugly. Um, although I might, I might like throw out like, hey, maybe the team total under is there too. Or like, not team total, but the, the total, the under might be a play there too. I don't know if you guys saw, like BYU's field is chewed up. It's gnarly. So I, I could see a world where Oklahoma gets out to a comfortable distance and then says, we're not risking any injuries on this really trashy field. I don't know what's going on with it. I, could, I do know what's going on with it, but I don't know if I could share it and not burn someone. So um, that'll be one for the, <laughs> for the off season. Um, but there, yeah. So I, I could see where they just say, you know what? We don't want any soft tissue injuries here. Let's, let's just tote the rock, get four yards of carry and get home. Uh, but I still think, even with that attitude, they're going to cover that 24 and a half. I like it. So those are my six. Um, yeah, I don't have any extras this week. I'm playing by the rules. I'm just giving you a hard time. You know that. Take note, Michigan. 
<laughs> yeah, for the one that couldn't get had the problem with the cheating. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, for my accountability, I had Michigan minus four and a half. They covered nine. nine. I had Bama minus ten and a half. They won by twenty-eight. I had OU minus twelve and a half. They won by thirty-nine. Georgia minus ten and a half. They won by thirty-five. Washington minus nine. They only won by seven. And this is why you don't drop the ball at the goal line. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> For our people that are listening to me, I yelled right in their ears. And then I p- try to do a homer and pick Iowa State and plus six and a half, and, or BYU plus six and a half against Iowa State. That did not go well. Um, anyways, for this week, I, I'm sorry, I went four and two. This week, um, I have Duke minus four at Virginia. Um, the freshman Grayson Loftus looked really good against UNC, threw for three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and they were able to move the offense really, really well. Um, so give me Duke. Um, UGA tennis at Tennessee minus 10 and a half. Steve mentioned this. That line is way too low. Um, Georgia is one in four against the spread in the last five games, but they are one and one against the spread in the last one game. And they'll be two and oh, again, two and or two and oh, uh, sorry, one and oh, and they'll be two and oh against the spread in the next two games. Okay. Stumble, bumble, bumble, got over that eventually. Oklahoma State at Houston. Um, I'm taking Oklahoma State. They're favored by seven. Um, they're going to bounce back from their debacle in the bounce house. Question. Do you know why it's called the bounce house? No, I went and looked this up. So now it's my turn to do history, history stuff. Oh, nerd. I know exactly. (laughs) Apparently the, in like the first, one of the first few games, the students were jumping in unison and the stadium actually bounced and jumped. And so they call it the bounce house for that. That's a terrifying thought process. And the fact that like you still keep have that stadium, but anyways, um, like Brian, I am also taking Louisville minus one at, at Miami. Um, I think Tyler Van Dyke is not in his right mind mentally from a being successful as a quarterback perspective. Yeah, confidence some, broken. Yeah, if you can get some Zen coach that just like kind of like fix him, like Travis did with Kelly D- Kenny D- Dillingham or whatever, like maybe, maybe you go transfer over there and say, hey, listen, will you buy into me and I can be Jaden Rashad out of that spot? Who knows? But yeah, give me He's gonna go to Lashley, right? He's got to go to Lashley. Man, that would be a bad idea. No, I'd be watching the, the DJU. Is DJ back next year? No, no, but they got a QB. Well, they got, they, got they shots, like. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they like that. Yeah, I forgot kid. about him. Yep. <laughs> um, I also have OU minus twenty-four and a half at BYU. Um, BYU's offense has been a debacle. This game is at ten a.m. and I'm pretty sure Mountain Dew doesn't kick in until noon, and so BYU is going to get destroyed in this game. Um, then I also have Utah plus one at Arizona. I already tell, told you kind of my thought process on that. They don't let quarterbacks throw touchdowns. Um, I know that they have a lot of tools, but I'm still picking Utah to, to win that one. So that's my six. Any other thoughts we want to talk about before we wrap up? No, Nothing really. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of a, yeah. a, a an empty, not entirely empty. You've got a few good matchups in there, but you know, a, a lot of empty matchups in there until. Until next week, so be watching the health the of people as much as you're storm, watching the yeah. results. Yeah, um, if you see, you know, a, a big player go down, that would mean as much this week as it, you know, a, a win or loss might normally mean. Oh, hang yeah. on, uh, UCLA and UC- USC play this week. They do. So, do we want to just like talk about that for just a second? I'm sorry, we, I, like it gets lost in the shuffle because neither team's ranked. Uh, both are coming off losses. <laughs> We can make a trust. I mean, Brian's already made a pick a little bit on that one, but we can. 
What you, would you do? Did I did I miss that? Sorry, I was kind uh, of I, I took the under box. sixty-five and a half. Yeah, but let's make let's oh, make yeah. I that one point real total. Quick. Oh, uh, I'm gonna take USC. Yeah, me too, Steve. Yeah, yeah, they they'll be able to throw the ball. Um, I just and that's, mean, that's really kind of what it boils down to. Late. That's my biggest issue. Yeah, especially now that they've had some injuries at QB, like exactly. multiple injuries at QB, they're not. Then you're going to struggle to 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 score consistently, and I, that's wild to say on a USC defense because everyone can do that. But yeah. I mean, if if you can't score in Arizona State, you you got problems. Like, and I, that's no disrespect to Arizona State; it's just they're just not that great right now. Like, well, they're going to get better. <laughs> yeah. Well, Washington threw them the ball a bunch. Like that's the that was the problem. They they moved the ball just fine. They just turned it over a billion times. They did. I don't know. I, they, it'll be that's an interesting one. There are some fun rivalry games that are happening. This you know yeah US USC UCLA, um, Kansas and Kansas State, uh, and then maybe one or two others. But uh, there's there's some good games. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it is like like you mentioned, Brian, kind of sort of the calm before the storm of next week rivalry week. So join us in wishing for fun upsets so that we can enjoy, continue joining the games. Um, and if you have picks this week, let us know your picks and let us know if you agree or disagree with us. Um, and we want to hear your thoughts on, on this next week. Like Steve always does, we, we'll time stamp this. We're finishing up at 11 o'clock on Monday. So don't hold us accountable for anything that's been said afterwards. We never know who, which coach is going to take a coaching job, you know, in the middle of the week. Or who's going to get fired later on this week. And so that's it for us. At CFB Paint, it's Steve, Brian, and Corey. Hit us up on our socials. Give us five-star ratings. Peace out.